Well, welcome everybody to the fourth episode of the View from the Milk Barn, a podcast written, developed, yada, 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 basically thrown together by me, Derek Josie. Shout out to my buddy, Weston Walker, who had the uh, kindness in his heart to tell me that I talk too slow for a podcast and I need to speed things up. So with that, thanks, buddy. Love you. Let's get into it. Woo! What a week it's turning out to be. We had sunshine show up for the whole week, so we have about 200 acres of grass down. We're going to be putting silage in, going to be getting manure out, all the things that we've been waiting patiently to be able to do. Um, A lot of you probably don't know, but last year we had an extremely wet spring, and every day that it's been raining, we've been worried here in the Pacific Northwest that we were going to have another late spring where our crops didn't get in on time and it was it was stressing it was stressing a lot of people out but we've got a break in the weather so we're going to go full tilt we're going to get some stuff done which brings me on to my first topic for this morning our wet weather and our snowpacks in the west are the best they've been in years full allocation of water for much of California, Washington, and Oregon, which means a lot of farmers that have been having to figure out how to grow crops with limited water supply are getting a reprieve from decades of drought conditions. It's, uh, it's nice. I think there's a lot of farmers smiling about that right now. Snowpacks are phenomenal. Now, yeah, sure, we've dealt with some flooding and some things like that in California that have been very stressful for farmers down there, but things are drying out and it's looking up for them. With that being said, guess what? With every little thing positive, there seems to be something Mother Nature wants to say. Yeah, uh, guess what, guys? Don't get used to it. Uh, Federal climatologists are predicting a return of El Nino. Eh, What is El Nino, you may ask, for those of you that don't live in the Northwest? It's a phenomenon associated with our area, which causes winters to to warm and causes low snowpacks. So all the gains we got this year and last year from our wet and cold springs, We're going right back into drought-like conditions, most likely. The last time we had a strong El Nino, like the one they're predicting coming on this year, was in 2014 through 2015, and they they caused historically low snowpacks in Oregon, Washington, that we have been suffering the consequences of ever since. Uh, it usually happens every four to five years. A weak El Nino system happened in 2018 and 2019. But La Nina, El Nino's sister, has reigned over the last three winters, which has been nice. It's been very nice. Sorry, drinking a little coffee. I tell you who sponsors it, but They don't pay me to, so too bad. 
Oh, so this year is looking good for water. We'll see what next year looks like. Moving on to our next topic. The federal government is diving into the farm bill. What is the farm bill? Well, honestly, it should be called the nutrition bill because the farm side of things is the minority, but they they lump the farm side in with the nutrition bill so that they can get urban centers to go along with the farm side. The farm bill has all your SNAP and your WIC and all your uh, food insecurity things in there to help needy families. And that takes up the vast majority, excuse me, of the funding. But it also has crop insurance in there. It has subsidies. It has investment opportunities. There's a huge push in the new farm bill for sustainable agriculture projects like digesters and composting facilities, which in case anybody that listens to this is in the composting industry, I am building a composting facility. So I would love some expert input on that because I'd like to sell some compost to my buddy who I already mentioned, Weston Walker down in Klamath Falls. <laughs> Sorry, Weston, give me feedback and I'll run with it. Hmm. So what is what else can we look for in the farm bill? There's going to be a lot of disaster relief funding in there, ag research. Oh, and they lump rural broadband in also, which I have broadband internet and it is great. I really appreciate it. So there's a lot of technology that requires a good internet service. So getting it out to rural areas is going to be a boom to farmers that don't have it right now. Oh, some of the things. Oh, hmm. Obviously, there's funding in it to maintain the Farm Service Agency, Natural Resources Conservation Service, and huh, $15 million allocated to the new Working Lands Resil- Resiliency Program, which was created in partnership with National Fish and Wildlife Foundation and focuses on Voluntary farmer-friendly climate actions on farms and ranches nationwide. So, I don't know why they don't just lump that in with the uh, climate-smart agricultural projects. Okay. Well, that brings me to the last topic that... (laughs) we're going to talk about today and it is we had a wolf attack in southern oregon i know 
a lot of you that are listening are rolling your eyes thinking, why are we reintroducing wolves into areas that they haven't been in for a century? There was a reason we got rid of the wolves when we did. Well, the answer is simple. Environmentalists and conservationists love wolves, love them to death. Now, the Southern Oregon man that just got attacked by a wolf, pretty sure that that wasn't on his bucket list of things to do while hunting for mushrooms near Medford. But it happened. It's uh, going to continue to happen, folks. I don't know how to explain it other than wolves. Pardon my uh, language. Wolves are assholes. Wolves don't care. They hunt in packs. They kill for fun. They are a apex predator, air quotes. So are we, people. We can, we can manage our prey animals in the forest better than the wolves can. Reintroducing them into ecosystems that haven't had them for a hundred years is going to screw with everything. Enjoy your long walks out in the forest? Yeah. Maybe you're not going to anymore. That's my two cents. And I think I'm right. But rural America does not get a voice in this because we don't have the money. We don't have the voting base to dictate what happens in our own backyards. And it's getting ridiculous. Well, that's the focus on agriculture for the week. Sorry it's so short. Still getting this stuff figured out. Um, and I've got a busy week, so I had to hammer this out for you guys because I want to get it out every week on Wednesdays. But there'll be more focus on the farm bill as it gets more clarity. There'll be, a, I'm sure we'll talk about weather a lot. I'll talk about farming, all the things you need to know about what's going on in rural counties in this country so that you can go to the store and feel a little more knowledgeable about what's happening with your food supply. Thanks. Don't forget to like, comment, share, rate these episodes. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all the things. And if you want to help support me, next month I'll be able to set up through uh, Spotify, the support mechanisms, because you have to be doing this for a month before all the good things. Anyway, I hope you're having a great week. Happy hump day. Let's finish the week strong.